Love Horror? I do. Welcome to Love Horror Podcast. Okay, in this episode we're going to talk about a classic horror comedy that is really good, at least in my opinion. But it's one that is kind of a cult classic, but yet many people may not have seen it or heard of it. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. And also, towards the end, I'll give you some trivia about the movie. And this is going to be a relatively short podcast this time. Just to tell you a little bit about this movie, and I think if you haven't watched it, you should watch it, especially during this time where we're all in lockdown, you know, and looking for things perhaps to do, perhaps uh, movies you haven't seen before to watch. Okay, Night of the Living... Uh, Night of the Living... I'm thinking of Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Creeps, which is clearly a bit of a takeoff of Night of the Living Dead title, uh, was made in 1986. And a bit of trivia for you now is that is interestingly the year I was born. But okay, I'll tell you a little bit about Night of the Creeps. It is a science fiction horror comedy, and it is a directorial debut for this director, who's Fred Decker. It stars Jason Lively, I think I'm saying that right, Jill Whitlow, and Tom Atkins. Now, Tom Atkins is a horror favourite. You should already have known know about him if you're a horror fan. He was in the 1980 John Carpenter movie The Fog. He even appeared in Escape from New York and Creep Show and Halloween Part 3 Season of the Witch, which I know is not exactly many Halloween uh, Halloween fans' favourites. That is the one, in case you don't know, that was set in a toy factory, you know, that made uh, Halloween masks and things like that, and uh, a lot of uh, witchcraft type of stuff going on, you know, involving the involving the uh, rock from Stonehenge and all that. and you've probably seen it if you're a real horror fan especially if you have seen the Halloween movies uh, but yeah he was lead character the lead actor in Halloween 3 and The Fog so I'm sure you have seen those he, uh, interestingly if you've seen it he was also in the 1988 movie Maniac Cop but anyway uh, enough about that particular actor the fact of the matter is he is in this movie which I think actually helps this movie a bit you know it's nice to have a familiar face in it this film interestingly is one of the earliest attempts at a b movie uh, and a homage to the kind of b movie genre and to cut a long story short it's kind of a comedy zombie movie but they're not traditional zombies because of the science fiction element well the main plot does relate to zombie-like creatures it also mixes in a few other horror favourites such as slashers and alien invasion films and it is just really worth a watch even if maybe you don't like it you know maybe you won't but it's definitely worth one watch you know and it is available on iTunes and it's even finally available on the UK iTunes store now because I gather up my collection of movies now digitally and I'm trying to keep them all on iTunes and unfortunately this one wasn't on there for ages but finally it is now if you're interested not too shockingly it didn't perform well at the box office but like many movies, uh, especially horror movies, things like that, that don't perform well in the box office at that time, it did develop a, quite a court following in later years, probably or mostly when it came out on VHS. It only made around $600,000 in the box office. I'm not sure yet what the budget was, but by the end of this podcast, if I'm fine on the net, I'll let you know. There is, by the way, I'm not going to give spoilers, I'm not going to give away the endings or anything like that, but there is two endings there was a theoretical release ending and then an alternative ending by the director now did it ever have a sequel well yes and no 
There was a, a movie that was called Zombie Town in the 2000s, and I would find that out the date of that, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there is a movie called Zombieland in the 2000s, and originally as it was in production, it was to be called Night of the Creeps 2, Zombie Town in Germany, funnily enough. I think it might be a German company that made it, but basically it was going to be called Night of the Creeps 2, Zombie Town, and I'm glad they didn't, because I don't remember it all that well. But I did see it initially when the movie first came out. And I do remember, it. I think it was like an okay low budget movie. But it certainly didn't live up to the quality of the original. And the kind of the sense of humour and the, and the kind of budget as well. It was too low budget and it just didn't feel enough like a decent sequel to Night of the Creeps. So I'm glad, I'm actually very glad that in the end they dropped the Night of the Creeps 2 title and maybe eventually somebody even if it is straight to DVD or whatever straight to digital things like that hopefully somebody will actually do even if it's a low budget a decent sequel that feels more like a proper sequel and homage to the original and by the way in case you're interested that did come out in 2007 so longer ago than I thought I would have guessed around 2011 but it's 2007 and if you're interested in Zombie Town checking it out especially if you have seen the original I'd recommend you know just because it was intended as a sequel just to check it out you know what's the harm by the way um, the lead actor in this Jason Lively you have probably seen him as well I'm trying to kind of uh, see as I record this what you might know him from because he's definitely somebody you'd recognise the face of if you watch this um, yeah he was actually in I don't know if you've seen these movies but the vacation movies the National Lampoon vacation movies he was the son in National Lampoon's European Vacation so that's probably where I've seen him he did appear in a pilot episode apparently of Dukes of Hazard as well when he was just 10 years old out of interest you know a bit of trivia there for you so yeah um, actually I'm not uh, just having a quick look here I'm not seeing a lot I would know him from but yeah I guess it's probably from a Vacation in fact in the 2015 reboot of Vacation there was a cameo of him but showing like old footage from European Vacation as well so if you've seen the reboot of Vacation from 2015 you may have seen clips of him in that as well by the way if you look at the cast list for this movie you actually notice the characters names are homages to various horror directors so for example Jason Lively's character is called Chris Romero which is obviously a reference to George A. Romero another actor is called um, J.C. Hooper and that is obviously a reference to uh, being because his name's James but Carpenter uh, which of course his name wasn't James but still the Carpenter is a reference to John Carpenter and the Hooper is a reference to the other director and there's also a character here let me see called there's a Detective Landis that's another director a Sergeant Raimi of course from um, of course from the Evil Dead movies the director of those and also he did Drag Me to Hell and various other ones as well and let me have a look a little bit here at the names there's a Todd that's Todd Hooper um, well yeah anyway the main characters anyway have names that are references to various horror directors which I think is a good idea uh, originally the director Fred Decker wanted the movie to be shot in black and white according to Wikipedia he included every B-movie cliche he could think of and insisted on directing the script himself the script was also only written in a week now it says that he wanted to shoot the film in black and white well interestingly there are some flashback scenes to back uh, in the, I think it was probably the 1950s and those are still in black and white then when it goes to present day it's in color so he kind of got his way a little bit there but it, 
it wasn't overkill. You know, you just have the flashback scenes in black and white, and I think that's probably the best way to have done it. The movie uh, currently on internet movie database has a rating of 6.8 which puts about 7 which actually isn't bad considering it's probably a um, acquired taste you know if you like horrors but don't like weird comedy ones or whatever you aren't going like this if you like comedies but don't like horrors of course and it's certainly not going to be for you so i can understand especially being an older movie what it has hasn't got exactly a perfect rating but still, still nearly 7 out of 10 isn't dire it also has a metacritic score of 62 which for Metacritic, I don't think is dire either. Now, if we just have a quick look at the director, I, he's not a name I'm overly familiar with, but looking at some of what he's known for in terms of the database, he actually has done a few things of note. He did the Monster Squad, the 1987 movie Monster Squad. Well, he wrote it anyway. Uh, Robocop 3, which isn't exactly a um, wonderful credit to his name or his abilities, because if you've seen the Robocop movies and you like Robocop, Robocop 3 was a bit of a disaster and in my mind, terribly written. Um, then he's also known for being the writer of the 2018 version of The Predator. He is also, for us horror fans, of interest, he's written four episodes of the series of Tales from the Crypt. He wrote Split Personality, Lower Birth, The Thing from the Grave, Only Sin Deep, and All Through the House. He also wrote the second house movie. I'm not sure if you've seen those. Those are pretty, uh, something I could make podcast episodes about or a episode about in the future. But for now, I'll just briefly say that he wrote the second house movie and there's like three or four of them and he wrote house to the second story in fact actually from the look of it he also might have written the first house movie but then i don't see the third one on here he's mostly written stuff he hasn't actually directed a huge amount but he interestingly he did direct the episode the thing from the grave of tales from the crypt and also he directed robocop 3 and the monster squad as well as night of the creeps Okay, let's have a look at the trivia section and see what we can find in the way of interest and trivia. Interestingly, I was mentioning Tom Atkins, who was from things like Halloween 3. He he says that this is the favourite movie he's been in, and I can definitely see why. I think this probably is the best movie he's been in as well. In a scene in the movie, there is graffiti on the wall of the men's room where JC is trying to escape the slug creatures that are trying to turn him into a zombie. The graffiti says, Go Monster Squad, which of course is a reference to the 87 movie, The Monster Squad, which was also directed and written by Fred Decker. You'll see the house mother in the Universal College is watching a movie at one point, and she is watching Plan 9 from Outer Space, the 1959 movie Plan 9 from Outer Space. A good portion of this film was shot in an old Woolworths department store that was converted into a makeshift studio for this. Even the name of the university in this movie is a reference to a director. The university is called Corman University and this is a reference to Roger Corman. Tom Atkins himself came up with an idea to have the detective stop and smell a rose in one particular scene. So that was a bit of uh, improv basically on Tom Atkins part. The, I'm not going to give away exactly what this is, but the tool shed sequence was filmed after principal shooting on the movie had wrapped. Basically, they showed a rough cut to test audience and they thought there should be more action sequences in the movie. Although, of course, you know, it's not exactly an action movie, but, you know, of course, you want you want a movie to be fast-paced and adding a little bit of action in there can help with that, I guess. As well as Tom Atkins saying that 
this is his favourite movie he's worked on. He also said that Fred Decker, the director, is one of the very few directors he's worked with that he'd still love to work with again to this day. The college football team, the Bulldogs, were named in a tribute to the director Fred Decker's actual high school football team. Fred Decker, the director, his roommate Shane Black actually worked on the script. The next year, Tom Atkins starred in Lethal Weapon, Black's first produced screenplay. There is one more bit of interesting trivia here, but it's a spoiler. So unfortunately, you have to watch the movie if you haven't already and look at this up yourself. Okay, there's also a list of things that like went wrong when they were making this, uh, little goofs and stuff, but I um, think that might be on the realms of being a spoiler, so let's skip over that for now. Okay, so I think that's about it. Basically, I've told you uh, a general idea of what it is, a bit of trivia, and I recommend that you go and watch this now. It is even here in the UK, it is now readily available. You can get it on uh, DVD. I think you can get it on Blu-ray even here. And you can certainly get it digitally, uh, at least on iTunes now, because I finally got it on the UK iTunes. And I also think it's out on iTunes in some other countries, certainly in the US anyway. So go and grab yourself a copy or rent it. In fact, I really think it's worth buying. And check it out because it is a really good comedy horror. They did such a good job with this. It's such a good homage and uh, takeoff of classic zombie movies but also like I've mentioned with elements of slashers and other things in it and they have done a really good job you know it's one of the most probably perfect comedy homages to zombie movies that I have seen and there have been a few there have actually been quite a few but this is certainly one of the better ones so this is Night of the Creeps from 1986 go check it out I highly recommend it and please keep checking my podcast because every so often I will bring out another episode hopefully in the future either with guests on here or with interviews again and if you haven't seen some of my older episodes there's like uh, 17 or 18 other episodes previously including a couple where I interview independent filmmakers and I think that's definitely worth listening to and checking out so please keep an eye out for future podcasts and also check out my previous podcast and I'll see you next time. Bye.